Welcome to Defender's Voice. I am Paul Katapalli. Thank you for joining us today. Defender's Voice is all about defending the great truths of our Lord Jesus Christ as our world descends into more chaos and confusion. Please visit our website www.drpaul.org for more information about our ministry. Subscribe to our channel. Support this ministry with your prayers and donations. Download our Defender's Voice app in your mobile phone. Let us see today's question. Senator Josh Hawley tweeted, Today is a good day to remember. Christianity is the faith and America is the place slavery came to die. Is this a truthful statement? Excellent question. In reply to Josh Hawley, Many people attacked the Christian faith. One person wrote that Christians were slaveholders. Another wrote Bible was used to justify slavery. Another wrote this Christianity read Colossians 3:22 Slaves obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you and to carry their favor but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the lord so reading these criticisms we might ask how does god deal with slavery how does bible treat slavery these are the thorny questions uh, that bother all of us christians and non-christians alike first of all most of us say that slavery is evil certain things are absolutely evil slavery is one of them the first question we should ask is who said that slavery is evil if you believe in an atheistic world view there is nothing wrong with slavery if materialism is true then nothing could be evil as richard dawkins often says everyone dances to his or her dna the master dances to his dna and the slave dances to his dna in evolutionary world view all living organisms are dancing to their dna there is no objective truth enforced on them look at ants look at slave making ants these ants capture broods of other ant species to increase the workforce of their colony these ants raid and subjugate other ants we don't call these ants evil we don't say these ants are evil that is just nature look at honey bees for the queen bee thousands of honey bees work hard day and night you don't call it evil you don't say the queen bee is evil it is just nature so if human beings are just evolved animals all views on slavery are reduced to mere opinions all views are expressions of subjective feelings nothing is evil about anything in nature concepts like free will freedom or liberty have no meaning in atheism and materialism So in atheistic naturalistic materialistic darwinian evolutionary world view nothing is evil about slavery eastern religions like hinduism and buddhism come to the same conclusion in materialism 
everything is matter in pantheism everything is divine if all that exists is divine how can you call certain things evil it is not a coincidence that india has the largest slave system in the world if you are born a slave that's your karma most of these slaves are hindus owned by hindu masters they cannot think of liberty because hinduism has no concept of liberty all abolitionist movements that sprouted in india were influenced by western ideas of equality and liberty such concepts are absent in hinduism so atheism and hinduism both fail to provide moral principles to consider slavery as evil only christianity provides moral principles to consider slavery as evil we believe in dualism god is not part of this universe our souls are not part of this universe god created one couple adam and eve and we are all children of adam and eve as apostle paul said in acts chapter 17 we are of one blood god created all human beings in his image we don't behave like ants or honey bees or chimpanzees or monkeys because we are specially created in the image of god we don't abuse other human beings like slave masters do because we recognize that all human beings whether they are africans europeans or asians were created in the image of god in god's original creation there was no slavery after the fall after the sin of adam and eve humanity got corrupted as the character of joshua says in the movie 10 commandments god made man and man made slaves god made man and man made slavery god made work and man made slavery god made sexuality and man made rape and prostitution god made marriage and man made divorce and polygamy god did not create slavery god wanted us to work read the 10 commandments god said 6 days you shall labor and do all your work but the 7th day is a sabbath to the lord your god so everyone should work 6 days to take care of his or her needs slaveholders did not like to work they wanted other men and women to work for them another commandment says do not steal slavery is stealing children of other people for your purposes so in god's original creation there was no slavery in god's commandments there is no slavery in fact god is on the side of slaves what is the story of the hebrews read the book of exodus the hebrews were enslaved in egypt God sent his servant Moses to fight for their liberty and to lead them to a promised land. Moses was a hero for abolitionists. Moses was a hero for African American leaders who fought for civil rights. Why was that? Because Moses led slaves into freedom under the direction of God. Many atheists 
contemptuously called Judaism and Christianity as slave religions because they give value to slaves. For example, German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche called Judaism and Christianity slave religions because they elevate slaves as creatures made unloved by God. He said slaves made up these two religions to feel great and good about themselves. He wanted master religions to reject Judaism and Christianity. So Christianity teaches that God loves all human beings including slaves. God dignifies all human beings, including slaves. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to save all human beings, including slaves. That is why Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. That was an earth-shattering revolutionary statement. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Seriously? Are you calling a Jew to have fellowship with a Gentile? There is neither master nor slave. Are you calling the master to have fellowship with his slaves? Are you calling the master to call his slaves as brothers and sisters in Christ? So Christianity brought Jew and Gentile into one home. That was quite a revolution. It brought master and slave into a loving relationship in Christ. Master and slave are equal in Christ. They should love each other like brothers and sisters. In that way, the apostles planted the seeds for the destruction of slavery. As Christianity took hold of Roman Empire and later European civilization, slavery was gradually outlawed. Now some people quote Colossians chapter 3 verse 22, Slaves, obey your masters. Why did Apostle Paul teach slaves to obey the masters? That is a good question. Remember, there were more slaves in the Roman Empire than free people. If slaves stopped working, there would be no food for anyone, no milk for babies, no clothes to wear, no water to drink, no hospital visits because many doctors were slaves. The entire society would come to a screeching halt if slaves revolted abruptly. Christianity would be seen as an anti-slavery movement. Christianity would have been reduced to a social justice moment. But remember, Christianity is primarily about liberating human souls from spiritual bondage to sin, Satan and hell. Lord Jesus Christ said, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Physical slavery is an outcome of spiritual slavery. The master himself is a slave to greed and selfishness. First, the master must be liberated from his spiritual slavery to greed and selfishness. Once the master is liberated, the slave gets his or her freedom. 
That is exactly what happened to John Newton. John Newton lived between 1725 and 1807. He was a captain of slave ships. He invested his wealth in slave trade. Then he found Lord Jesus Christ. He realized the wretchedness of his life as a slaveholder and human trafficker. He started to fight against slavery. Once a slaveholder and master, John Newton became an abolitionist. He sat down and wrote the great hymn, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, That Saved a Wretch Like Me. I once was lost, but now I am found, was blind, but now I see. Human beings are spiritually blind. The light of Christ must shine upon them and give them sight to see spiritual things. So Christianity focused on changing hearts and minds first by the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ. Once you accept the slaves as brothers in Christ, as sisters in Christ, that would spell a death knell to slave trade. Apostle Paul wrote to Philemon, a slaveholder, to receive Onesimus, a slave, as his brother in Christ. Also remember, in the ancient world, slave trade was not race-based. People of any race could be taken into slavery at any moment. If you lose a war to enemies, you would be taken into slavery. If you fail to pay your debt, you could be taken into slavery. If you fail to pay your taxes, you could be taken as a slave. Many people voluntarily became slaves because that was the only way to earn wages and support a family. So it was a complex situation. Also, there was a controversy about the nature of slaves. The Greeks looked at slaves as less than human. Aristotle said they are just breathing property of the master. If you look closely, slave masters in the ancient times used the same arguments used by abortion proponents in our time. Today, abortion activists say, my body, my choice. The slaveholder would say, this is my farm. The slave is my property. The abortion activist would say, the fetus is just a breathing tissue. It is not human. The slaveholder would slay, the slave is just a breathing tissue, it is not human. The abortion activist would say, the unborn have no soul. The master would say, the slaves have no soul. So ultimately, it boils down to the nature of the slave. What is the nature of the unborn? We have not settled it. That is why we are having pro-life and pro-choice struggles in our society. What is the nature of the slave? Just to make people accept that slaves are human beings took millennia. It took a lot of time to convince people that slaves have souls. It took hundreds and hundreds of years to accept the truth that slaves are human beings with equal rights. Slavery has not vanished. Look around the world. Do you know we are in the golden age of slavery? More people are enslaved today than at any other time 
in human history literally hundreds of millions of people are living in illegal and illegal slavery around the world fight against slavery is still going on but make no mistake christianity is the only world view that says slaves are equal to anyone else in the sight of god it is christianity that taught the world that slaves are made in the image of god like everyone else in response to josh holly some people mentioned how christians uh, were slave holders they practiced the slavery and used the bible to justify the slavery that's an interesting question let us uh, spend some time on this issue let us focus on america who were the first people to fight slavery in america quakers even the quakers were not on the same page on the issue of slavery consider the german town protest 1688 the english quaker william penn had founded the city of philadelphia in 1682 just 2 years later in 1684 philadelphia received its first slave ship isabella with 150 africans on board Quakers bought these slaves and put them into a variety of works. In 1688 in Germantown, Pennsylvania, some Quakers drafted a statement criticizing other Quakers who traded or owned slaves. This is called the Germantown protest. It was written by a Quaker called uh, Francis Daniel Pastorius in this statement. the quakers argued that blacks should be treated equally in all aspects of life pastorius wrote here is liberty of conscience here ought to be likewise liberty of ye body bit to bring men hither or to rob and sell them against their will we stand against all men as they are the sons of adam are coheres and have equal right unto liberty so he connected all human beings to adam he quoted exodus chapter 12 verse 16 and seeing god hath said he that stealeth a man and selleth him or if he be found in his hand he shall surely be put to death this law being of everlasting equity wherein man stealing is ranked among the most atrocious of capital crimes what louder cry can there be made of the celebrated warning caveat emptor and court in genesis we read joseph saying for indeed i was stolen away out of the land of the hebrews they compared the oppression of blacks in america to the oppression of quakers in europe didn't we leave europe to escape oppression slavery was a theft it was not voluntary quakers also opposed all forms of violence slave trade was an inherently violent activity they said we are throwing their babies to alligators when pharaoh threw the babies of israelites into nile god called it evil another quaker 
George Keith published a pamphlet in 1693 entitled Exhortation and Caution to Friends Concerning Buying or Keeping of Negroes. He recommended that Quakers refuse to buy any African slaves. If you buy them, give them Christian education and free them. In 1694, a Boston landlord named John Safin promised freedom to one of his slaves named Adam at the end of his seven-year term. But in 1700, Safin changed his mind and determined to keep Adam as his slave. Adam became furious and took his master to court demanding his liberty. Their case went before Judge Samuel Sowell. That marks the first anti-slavery activism by white Europeans in colonial America. The selling of Joseph. He quoted from the book of Exodus. He argued against the belief that dark skin was a mark of sin committed by one of the sons of Noah. Some people used Genesis 9.25 to justify slavery. It says, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servant, shall he be to his brothers. But Judge Sowell said that was a wrong interpretation of the Bible. He said, man-stealing is ranked among the most atrocious of capital crimes. He opposed slavery by linking emancipation to the Bible. In 1701, John Suffin published a response called, a brief and candid answer. He wrote that equality was not a natural state. Some men were born to be kings and others to be slaves. In the court, Judge Sowell had ruled that John Safin must free Adam in 1701 as per the agreement they made seven years earlier. Safin tried to uh, obstruct this judgment, but he failed. Adam walked out free in November 1703. So if you take a look into American history, the first anti-slavery activism was based on the teachings of the Bible. The first slave got freedom in America because of the influence of the Bible. Judge Sowell based his activism on the Bible, on the Old Testament, on the book of Genesis, Selling Joseph as a slave is evil. So is the selling of uh, every slave in our time. Joseph was the favorite son of his father, Jacob. Jacob loved Joseph. After selling of Joseph, Jacob spent many, many years silently weeping for his son. How much pain does a father or a mother endure when you sell off their child into slavery? How much pain does a child endure when you separate him or her from their parents? Slavery is an enormously evil institution that breaks families forever. To summarize, Josh Hawley wrote, Today is a good day to remember. Christianity is the faith and America is the place slavery came to die. Now, first part of his statement is true. Christianity is the faith that brought death to slavery. The second part of his statement, however, is not true. All nations where Christians were a majority made legislations outlawing slavery. 
Many Christian nations in Europe and even in South America outlawed slavery long before America. For example, due to the efforts of great Christian leaders like John Newton and William Wilberforce, England outlawed slavery before America without firing a shot. So folks, that is my answer to your question. Jesus Christ, our Lord, is our Savior who saves us from our sins. He liberates us from slavery. If you don't know Christ as your Lord, please accept him today as your Lord and Savior. Thank you. And we will see you in the next episode. Let us close with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we pray that you give us strength to fight the institution of slavery. We are praying for the slaves who are involuntarily put into that situation, that horrible situation by selfish and evil men and women. We give us, uh, we pray that you give us strength to fight this evil institution in our time. We ask this prayer in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Alright folks, that's all for today. And we will meet you again in the next episode. Please visit our website www.drpal.org. Thank you. God bless you.